stand by while NCLA cuts through the noise to signal abuse of administrative power. This is Administrative Static with Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchione. Welcome to Administrative Static. This is John Vecchioni here, as always, with Mark Chenoweth. And uh, we just – we received an avalanche of Amici <laughs> support uh, on uh, February 9th, which was uh, the, the deadline to file amicus briefs in Murthy uh, versus uh, Missouri, which is the social media censorship case where we represent individuals, um, Drs. Bhattacharya, Koldorf, and Carity, and Ms. Jill Hines down in Louisiana. And um, the uh, amount of, of folks who filed briefs telling the Supreme Court how important upholding this preliminary injunction is and, and how important it is that the government not be able to do what they've done in this case uh, to just pound on the social media companies until they do what the government wants um, is really amazing and, 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 you know, quite heartening. It's almost like people care about the First Amendment, John. Uh, still. And uh, so there's, there's about 27 or 28 amicus briefs and uh, they, but there's a lot more people involved in those. There was 45 members of Congress, 16 states, state legislatures, former government officials, journalists, attorneys, media personalities, academics, activist groups, and research organizations, and some individuals as well. So um, it's really some uh, of our clients from other cases, even. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's just a smorgasbord uh, board of uh, of of. Uh, amicus briefs, all pointing. I'm not sure we had any Swedish amicus briefs. No, talking. no, I did not. I did not uh, get any of those. <laughs> but um, so uh, there's no way I could go through all of these. But I did want to highlight um, some of them for our listeners. You can always go on our website or go on the Supreme Court website and take a look at them. And, and um, one of a one of the um, interesting ones was by. Uh, the Twitter file journalists, Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, Lee Fang, David Zweig, Leighton Woodhouse, Alex Guttentag in support of respondents. And what they do is they go through all of the things that they found in the Twitter files and all the other censorship that isn't even in this case, but of what the government wants to do. Um, and so it, it, it is um, really a... Uh, tour de force as far as facts and other things that the government was doing at the time. Uh, and obviously, those journalists have an interest in the First Amendment, and they also have had um, their material and may still be having their material downgraded because of this government action. So they're both affected, and they've also dug up more facts that didn't even come out in the, um, in the preliminary injunction discovery. Yeah, a lot of the people filing amicus briefs would have had standing to file their own direct lawsuits in this case, I think. Right. So um, I, I did think that that is going to be uh, useful to the court because it is something that not every everybody's going to have because not everyone has access to the Twitter files. <laughs> um, but Elon did let them all go take a look. Um, and so that's Elon Musk for those of you living under a rock. For those yes. of you who are not on a first name basis with him yes, the way John exactly. is. <laughs> yeah, sure. So in any event, um, so, so uh, 
so um, there there um, were a number of others, and I'll I'll just um, I'll just go through. We also had uh, our friends at the Manhattan Institute, uh, Ilya Shapiro, uh, on behalf of the Institute and React 19, and some vaccine injured people, um, some of whom were clients of ours in in other cases, did put in uh, an amicus brief, and and this one is kind of outrageous because even in this case there are people who even volunteered to be test subjects for the vaccines. And they just wanted to talk about the side effects that had affected them. And that gets thrown off the internet. And, and in one of the cases, I'm, I'm almost positive, the, the, um, the diagnosis came from the National Institute of Health. And she just wanted to talk about what had gone on. And nope. Yeah, that's, that's Bree Dressen. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. That's abs- what happened. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. And so um, Again, we see truthful speech being taken off right. of the internet at the behest of the government. Uh, people who aren't weren't anti—they were so pro-vaccine they they volunteered for tests of it. I mean, this is not uh, some some uh, you know uh, person who wasn't even for the vaccines. But it shows that whether you're against the vaccines, for the vaccines, in the middle, whatever you are, if you weren't with the government, with every jot and tittle of that they wanted, out you go off social media. Your First Amendment rights don't mean anything to the government. Exactly. And um, and I, I uh, can, can I just yeah. I, I just noticed, John, that the case number for this case is 411. <laughs> it's not 911. <laughs> no, but it's information. You call you know, 411 <laughs> is what you call for information, right? <laughs> that so is good. You need to dial up more information. That's true. On this I've, case. I've got a pile of uh, Amici briefs sitting in front of me. That <laughs> and then so they're all over those. Um and I think that, uh, and and so I'll just I can't go through them all, but I do I do want to talk about uh, some of them. The, the House Judiciary, Jim Jordan, and forty four other members of Congress put in. Uh, they they were on the weaponization subcommittee, and they talk about what they found in their investigations, which is similar to what we found. And I think that's a brief that's going to have information that's going to be useful to the court because they've been doing their own investigation, and our own Janine Eunice was. Uh, left our organization for a while to go help them, so they certainly know where the bodies are buried. Um, and uh, so uh, the the um, state of Montana and 15 other states and the Arizona legislature all joined into a brief to talk about kind of how the states are here, that they need to hear from their people and that they, they don't want their citizens um, censored, partly because they need to know what the problems are in the state, <laughs> and they're not going to find that out if the federal government has, has shut people up. Um, and, uh, and I also want to point out a foundation for individual rights and expression, um, national coalition against censorship and first amendment lawyers association. And this is an interesting brief because this is a friend of a court, but not necessarily a friend of the respondents. Uh, they, they take a very harsh view of the States in this case, because there's another social media case, which we've taken, not NCLA has taken no position on. Um, having to do with social media regulation in like Texas and Louisiana. And and I think FIRE put in a brief against them. So uh, Texas and Florida. Texas and Florida. Yeah, two okay. separate laws. Yeah. And so they 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 pointed that out and said that they, you always have to be wary of government. And uh, I think that's fair. Um, but they say the First Amendment problems addressed in this case are significant regardless of who is attempting to pull the levers behind the scenes. 
Although much attention is focused on the power of big tech, it is a bad idea for government officials to huddle in back rooms with corporate honchos to decide which social media posts are truthful or good while insisting Wizard of Oz style, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. No matter how concerning it may be when private decision makers employ opaque or unwise moderation policies, allowing government actors to surreptitiously exercise control is far worse. And um, what this goes to a point I've tried to, to bring up on these broadcasts and elsewhere. You never know whose ox is going to get gored. It's always going to be somebody, and, and you can't just assume. You know, a lot of people say, oh, that's I don't really agree with that. Who cares if they've been downgrading that? Well, it, it, the question is a question of who has the power to do this. First Amendment says the government doesn't have the power to do what they did in this case, So, um, it, but it could be used against anybody. Once you grant the power, you grant the ability to come after your speech. And that has to be uh, that has to be on top of mind. I hope for the justices, but for everybody. And I did think the fire brief was good at expressing that. Um, and our friends at Buckeye, uh, always always a good read, even for I think non lawyers. Uh, I think that's how they kind of aim when they do these. And uh, they not only brought up the Changizi case, which was dismissed at the motion to dismiss stage. In, in Ohio. Yeah. And they were local counsel in that matter. And um, they talk about how this is ridiculous because we certainly stated the same claim that's here. And you guys really have to say, show that this type of injury, when stated, should not, you know, should, is, an, is a cause of action. But uh, I did like their line, which I'll read here. Just as Henry II was constrained in his ability to deal with Beckett directly, American presidents are constrained by both the First Amendment and the political backlash that would attend any direct government action that could be viewed as an attempt to silence critics. After all, the king did not actually order Beckett's murder. He simply vented his royal frustration over an actor who was spreading disinformation and encouraging behavior that the king deemed unhealthy for the body politic, right? Who will rid me of this troublesome priest? Who will rid me of these troublesome tweets yes, in the case of President Biden? Exactly. Uh, and certainly... Uh, Flaherty, uh, his 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 uh, his comments to social media were kind of in that very strong vein. Um, and then uh, the Kennedy plaintiffs. Which, yeah, he was all too happy to assassinate the First Amendment. All right. And so Robert, uh, I, I don't like that segue, but Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, his his brief with his, they're called the Kennedy plaintiffs because it's a number of company, uh, uh, nonprofits as well. Perhaps it will seem like litigation hyperbole. But the fate of the freedom of speech in America may actually depend on this case. And I, I can't agree more uh, with, with that statement. And um, they, they've pointed out exactly the type of things that, um, that they've been centered on. And, and I think that uh, they state fairly that RFK Jr. has been – they tried to censor him by name. Like he was, they said, get him off the air, get him out of out of social media. So he certainly, um, I, I think that the justices will also read that brief with interest because uh, the ones I've highlighted are bringing in experiences um, outside what the preliminary injunction found. But what it, I think, highlights is the breadth of this. The fact that in every corner of America, in every corner of America, um, they've been trying to censor people, and they've been very successful at it. And now they're saying to the court, oh, we didn't really censor. We were just saying things to these folks. This is just uh, our speech. So I think all of these amici make that point. And I, 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 do, I do think, and there's too many to go through in the time we have, but I want to thank everyone who put in an amic, uh, one of these briefs because I think that they will be read, certainly by the clerks, and that they do make points that there wasn't room for 
for us or the states to make because we didn't have these experiences even. So uh, I think good use of amicus briefs here, Mark. Definitely good use of of, uh, of amicus briefs, and um, uh, and 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 I think across you know a wide segment of the points that are made uh, by the by the parties here. So I think it will be a, a good nightstand reading for the justices. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, go take a look at the website, and we will be back in a moment. <laughs> 